0: Stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Good to see everybody on this wonderful spring forward time change Sunday. All of us, it's our favorite Sunday of the year. Amen. I'm sure not, but you have made it, and I commend you. I commend you for it. Amen. Try and stay awake, would you, this morning? I'd help a lot. Amen. Maybe I need the drummer back to kind of help me out this morning. Hey, today we're looking at the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 3. 2 Timothy, chapter number 3. We're going to read verses 13 through 15 this morning. The Bible says, But evil people and impostors, say impostors, and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught, You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. I'm using for my subject this morning, fake news. Fake news. Father, I thank you for the incredible, the infallible Lord, the supernatural, the miraculous word of God. God, I pray today, Lord, that your word will go forth in demonstration and in power today. God, I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit will rest upon the message and the messenger, Lord, today. God, I pray that you'll give us ears to hear your word. But God, may we not just leave here have heard, having heard the word, but God, may we put into practice... That which we receive today, may we be doers of the word and not hearers only. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You can be reseated this morning. Well, we hear a whole lot about fake news these days. Now, fake news is the deliberate spread of misinformation in order to mislead people to believe what is untrue. We also need to understand this morning that fake news always has a selfish motive. We also need to understand today that fake news is nothing new. You may think it's new. You think it might be something that, you know, that has just happened in the last few years, but fake news is nothing new. It has been around actually since the beginning of man, and Satan is its originator. The problem with fake news is people hear it, they believe it, and then they repeat it. I want to suggest three different sources of fake news today. Three different sources of fake news. First of all, first of all, Satan. Satan, look with me in the book of Genesis chapter 3. The book of Genesis chapter 3. And let's read the first five verses. The Bible says, now the serpent, or Satan, Satan disguised himself working through the serpent. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, or you will die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so, fake news was introduced to man. I want to suggest three of 3,000 things that Satan says to us, totally fabricated by him, but presented to us as truth. And the first one is, we find it right here in this passage that we read. And that is, God doesn't really mean what he says. God doesn't really mean what he says. That, that's what Satan said to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Verse number 1 of chapter 3. Satan asked Eve, he said, uh, he said did, did God really say? Did God really say? And in verse number 4 he said, "You you, you, won't, actually, you won't actually die. What fake news was Satan spinning? God doesn't really mean what he says. And may I suggest to you today that Satan is still spinning this fake news today. He says to us, you know, you know, there's not really a hell where people are, 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 are literally eternally punished by fire for their sin. He says to us, you know, you, you won't really reap what you sow. He, he says to us, God won't really punish you for your disobedience. God doesn't really mean what he says. And besides that, the devil says, you, you don't really believe the Bible, do you? I mean, it's just a, it's just a bunch of made-up stories and fables put together to, to scare people into being nice. What else does the devil say? Well well he says he says since God loves you, he he wants you to have everything your heart desires. I don't know, but perhaps this was the fake news Satan spinned to David when David saw Bathsheba bathing. Hey, David, hey, David, you're the king. Hey, hey David, God chose you to be king when, when the truth is you should be the last person to have been chosen. David, is king, you have the right to anything. You have the right to everything that you want. Uh, come on, David, you know that you want her. Come on, David, take her. Come on, David, you're God's chosen. You're God's chosen. So so as God's chosen. He would want you to have everything your heart desires. I don't know, but perhaps this is the fake news that the devil pitched to Achan who, who took some of the spoils from the battle that he had fought in. Even though the word of the Lord was not to take any of the spoils. But Achan's eyes were captivated by this forbidden treasure. you're special. Achan, no doubt, the devil said to him, oh, the word of the Lord applies to everybody else, but God loves you so much that he wants you to have everything that your heart desires. The problem with some people is they, they think that living for God is like playing let's make a deal. And the truth of the matter is it's actually God saying to man, this is. The deal. Notice the third bit of fake news that Satan tries to spin, and that is God doesn't love you anymore. God doesn't love you anymore. No doubt this is the news that Satan presented to Job. The Bible says that Job was a righteous man, the Bible says that Job was a prosperous man. The Bible says that God allowed Satan to test Job, to see, to see if his love for God was genuine, or did He just serve God for what he could get out of God? The Bible says that everything Job had was taken from him, his wealth, his family, his health. Oh, the Bible says that people started coming to him and, and basically telling him that he must have committed some horrific sin and that he was under God's judgment. See, Satan was spinning this fake news. God doesn't love you anymore. Satan even spoke through Job's wife when she said, Just curse God and die. How often, I ask you this morning, how often has Satan spun this fabrication on us? Oh, how often has he said to us, just look at your circumstances. Oh, if God loved you, you wouldn't be in the mess that you're in today. God doesn't love you anymore messed up one too many times God has had it up to here with you God is tired of you wasting his time God God has has washed his hands of you you might as well throw in the towel you might as well stay down for the count it's over for you because God doesn't he doesn't love you anymore The Bible says in the last chapter of the book of Job that not only did God restore Job, but the Bible says that God gave to Job twice as much as he had before. The word of the Lord for somebody here today. I I believe truly this morning God has a word for somebody today. And the word for somebody this morning is don't believe. Don't believe the news the devil is proclaiming. He dispenses nothing but fake news. The Bible calls him the ultimate liar. He's an imposter. The Bible says he's a deceiver. Listen, listen. The truth of the matter is God does love us today. And God does mean what he says. And the truth is this morning, because God loves you, he doesn't want you to have everything your heart desires because he knows the heart of man is deceitful above all things. And and the Bible says it is desperately wicked. God knows that giving man everything his heart desires would lead man down the path of total destruction. And so because God loves us, because of the incredible love of God for man, he often says no to man. The truth of the matter is God does love you. The truth of the matter is the Bible says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. The truth is you have not been too bad to be accepted by God. The truth is God is not finished with you yet. Uh, Even though you failed him over and over and over again. Oh do we need to repent when we sin? Absolutely. Do we need to make do our best to make our best effort in obeying the word of the Lord? Absolutely. But hear me this morning regardless of of our conduct we cannot make God love us anymore. Or any less. God loves us because it is is in his very nature to love. In fact the Bible says that God is love. Fake news. Let's look at another source of fake news this morning. And that is society. Society is a source of fake news. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. People will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. I want to suggest three bits of fake news that society promotes today. And the first one is, you are entitled. You're entitled. See, see since you didn't ask to be born, because of that, the world owes you a living. You should have everything someone else has. Even though they worked hard for what they have and you just want to sit around and play video games and watch television. <laughs> Evidently the apostle Paul had little patience with the entitled. Because he said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 10, he said I give you this command, this suggestion I give you this command. What is this command? Those who are unwilling to work will not get to eat. Now, hear me this morning. I am certainly not suggesting that true needy people should not be helped. But I am saying that according to Scripture, lazy people should not be rewarded for their laziness. And everyone that is able to work should be expected to work. And especially in America, if you want something, you should go after it with all of your might and you will probably get it. Society is big on fake news today. Here's another one. And that is that society says it's not your fault. It's not your fault, society says. See, according to mainstream society today, homosexuality is... An alternate lifestyle. It's a new minority, they say. People are born this way, they say. They have no choice. According to society today, the alcoholic has a disease. It's not your fault, says society. The blame game is being promoted. Oh, where it's always somebody else's fault. Blame your parents, blame your environment, Democrats, uh, blame Republicans, Republicans, blame Democrats, blame everybody but yourself. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their actions today and I say, why should they? Because society tells them it's not your fault. Now, am I saying, am I saying that everything bad that happens to us is our own fault? Of course not. Am I being unsympathetic of people's struggles? I really do not mean to be, but I am saying that we need to take responsibility for our actions. We need to stop blaming the results of our poor choices on somebody else. Here's what I've discovered. Not always, but most, more often than not, my greatest enemy is not the devil. My greatest enemy is not some other person. More often than not, my greatest enemy is the guy that I look at in the mirror every morning when I'm shaving. Amen. Somebody said, I have met the enemy and he is me. I want you to know today that I am today the sum total of all my past. Di- uh, Choices. I'm gonna say that again. I am today the sum total of all my past choices. I'm not what I am today because of my mama and my daddy. I'm not, I'm not who I am today because I've been mistreated by some church. I'm not who I am today. Amen. Because, you know, I'm the baby of the family. I'm not, no, I am who I am today and I am where I am today because of the choices, the decisions, the choices that I have made in my life. Notice the third bit of fake news fabricated by society today, and this is your happiness depends on what's happening. Your happiness depends on what's happening. Society today preaches that you can't have happiness without popularity, position, and possessions. Society today says you cannot be happy unless you have the latest and the greatest. The secular spin from our society today is your happiness depends on what's happening. And most Americans today have bought this fake news hook, line, and sinker. Most Americans today have a disease. It's called the I'll be happy when syndrome. And most Americans catch this disease early in life and never get healed. As a child, it starts with this. I'll be happy when? When will you be happy, child? I'll be happy when I get old enough to go to school like my older brother and sister does. That doesn't do it. And they then say, I'll be happy When? When will you be happy, child? I'll be happy when I get a bicycle. But that doesn't do it. When will you be happy? uh, Child, I'll be happy. I'll be happy when I make the team. If I can just make the team, I'll be happy. When will you be happy? I'll be happy when summer vacation comes. Before I said I'll be happy when I get to school. Now I'm saying I'll be happy when I get a little break. When will you be happy, child? I'll be happy when I get in junior high. Junior high is where it's happening, man. If I could just be in junior high, I'd be happy. I'll be happy when? When will you be happy? I'll be happy when I get to high school. High school is where it's at. I'll be happy when? When will you be happy? I'll be happy when I get a car, man. If I could just get my own wheels, that's where it's at. Just get my own wheels. I'll be happy when, when you're going to be happy, teenager. I'll be happy when I get a date with that cheerleader or that quarterback. I'll be happy when that happens. When you're going to be happy, I'll be happy when I graduate. That's where it's at when when I graduate. Get out of school, I'll be happy. I'll be happy when I get to college. College is where it's at, the college life, that's it. I'll be happy when I get there. I'll be happy when I get the degree. Man, if I can just get out of this place, if I can just get that piece of paper that says I'm smart. (laughs) I'll be happy when you're going to be happy when this degree turns into a career. When I get a job, man, I'll be happy. When I get a job, then I have to go to work. I'll be happy when? When you're gonna be happy? Oh, I'll be happy when I get married. That's where it's at. All my friends are getting married. That's where it's at. When I get married, I'll be happy. I'll be happy when I get married. <laughs> Problem is, you get married and you turn, it turns out that not only did you marry Mr. Right, but it's Mr. Always Right. I'll be happy when? When you're going to be happy. I'll be happy when we have a baby. All of our friends are having babies. If we could only have a baby, we would be happy. Oh, I'll be happy when I get a baby. Baby comes when you're going to be happy. I'll be happy when the baby begins to walk. I'll be happy when the baby begins to talk. And then I'll be happy when the baby finally shuts up. (laughs) I'll be happy when... When are you going to be happy? I'll be happy when our kids grow up and and move out of the house. I'll be happy then. (laughs) You'll be happy when? When will you be happy? When our kids come back to visit. That's when I'll be happy. They don't ever come around anymore. I'll be happy when they come back to visit. When will you be happy? I'll be happy when the kids come back and bring me some grandkids. That's where it's at. I will be happy when that happens. And I want to tell you that doesn't work. Amen. I'll be happy when. When are you going to be happy? I know when I'll be happy. I'll be happy when I retire. Oh, it's retirement is what I'm looking for. When I get the gold watch and when I get the pension. Listen to me this morning. People live their entire lives with this, this disease. Society has, has presented them with fake news. Oh, oh, the fake news that your happiness depends on what's happening. Society preaches, oh, this fake news is, is dispensed from every direction. It comes from music. It comes from music from music, from from movies, from magazines, and a myriad of other methods. Let me tell you the truth about happiness this morning real quickly. Four things about happiness. It's not in your notes. If you want them, you'll have to write this in. Number one, happiness cannot be found in happenings. Not true and lasting happiness. You see, the I'll be happy when thing is a mirage. It's a mirage. Let me just tell you, I'm pretty sure that if you're not happy today, you probably won't be happy tomorrow. Aren't you glad you came to hear that exciting news? (laughs) But Let me tell you, if you're happy today, you'll probably be happy Tomorrow. My oldest brother just is sitting on the very back row t- this morning. And I'll never forget when we moved out to Midland, Texas, and went out there for a while. And, and uh, I'll never forget, he came out to visit me and he looked around. All he could see was pump jacks and, and mesquite bushes and sand. And he looked at me and he said, How could anybody be happy in this godforsaken country? But I was. Because I was happy before I got there. I was happy while I was there. I've been happy. Amen. The last 14 years I've been gone. Amen. Because happiness cannot be found in happenings. Number two, happiness cannot be found in what we have. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 and verse number 14, life cannot be measured by how much you own. See, here's the truth of the matter, and that is this morning that most people today, they don't really own anything. Their things on them. The third thing about happiness is this. Happiness can be found in helping others. If you're looking for happiness, if you're looking for genuine happiness, let me tell you that happiness can be found in helping others. In John chapter 13, the Bible says that Jesus modeled servanthood by washing his disciples' feet. And the Bible said that when Jesus was washing the dirty feet of his disciples, Jesus looked to the disciples and he said to them, Now that you know this, happy are you if you do this. I can be happy washing dirty feet. You can be happy helping others. The fourth thing about happiness this morning is this, and that is happiness is found in him. Happiness is found in him, Jesus. Psalm 144, verse number 15 says, Happy are the people. Who are the people? Who? Psalmists tell us we're wondering who are the happy people. He said, Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 10 says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm talking about fake news today. Society is a huge source of fake news. You are entitled, society says. It's not your fault. Look for somebody to blame for the results of your own unwise decision, society says. Oh, society says your happiness depends on what's happening. So, so go from one thing to the other. Try this and then that. And if that doesn't work, try something else. And, and by the way, don't forget society says spend, spend, spend. Oh, don't worry about, don't worry about how you're going to pay for it. All you got to do is charge it. Come on, party hardy. Come on, grab some gusto. Come on, live it up. You can file bankruptcy and start all over in a few years. You can just let the next generation deal with the debt because you're entitled and your happiness depends on what's happening. So says society. Let's look at the third source of fake news this morning that is the saints. Saints, y'all pray for me because I could easily slip into the flesh on this one. <laughs> I can go from anointing to annoyed. Second Peter chapter two verse one through three. The Bible says that there, but there were also false prophets in Israel. Just as there will be false teachers among you. Did you hear what he said? They will cleverly teach destructive heresies. And even deny the master who bought them. In this way they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. And many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. False news? In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago and their destruction will not be delayed. See, not only are Satan in society sources of fake news, but sadly, so are some of the saints, or at least people who claim to be saints. I want to suggest three false messages that are often propagated in some Christian circles today. And the first one is this. You must have sin in your life. You must have sin in your life. In John chapter 9, Jesus and his disciples, the Bible said they were walking past the blind man. And the disciples immediately assume that this man's blindness has to be the direct result of sin either his personal sin or or perhaps the sin of his parents. And the disciples asked Jesus, they, they say, Lord, who sinned? Who sinned, this man or his parents? We know this man is blind, and we are, we are convinced that the reason he is blind is because of sin. The answer Jesus gave, neither. This man's blindness has nothing to do with sin. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Can the effects of sin cause sickness and other problems? Absolutely. Is this always the case? Absolutely not. There are a host of possible reasons for the troubles that we encounter in life. First of all, we live in a fallen world. How many understand we live in a world that God didn't design? It's a corrupted world. It's an interrupted world. Second, no man is an island. Everything we say and do has a domino effect. It touches every life that we touch. And so it is with everyone around us. Everything they say and everything they do also has a domino effect upon us. Why? Why do bad things happen to good people? Is it because of sin in their life? It could be, but maybe not. Not everything is as simple as that. Notice some other fake news that often It's delivered by the saints, and that is, you must have a lack of faith. You must have a lack of faith. This misinformation and false doctrine gets promoted by unbalanced faith teaching. And we've had plenty of that in the last 40 years, I want to tell you. The fake news goes something like this. You can have anything you have enough faith for. And if you don't get it, it's because you lack faith. Because if you had enough faith, you'd have it. So well, Since you don't have what you want, you don't have enough faith. If you're sick and you get prayed for and you don't get healed, it's your fault. You didn't have enough faith. Because if you just had enough faith, you'd be healed. If you're struggling financially and a, a genie and a bottle doesn't wash up on shore for you after you pray, it's your fault. It's your fault. You didn't have enough faith. If you had enough faith, if you don't possess what you confess, you didn't have enough faith. Everybody knows how deep I am. I have a Greek word for that kind of false teaching baloney. Please, please don't misunderstand me this morning. I'm I'm not preaching that faith is not important. It is. The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Listen, faith is a requirement to move the hand of God. But hear me this morning. Just because you don't get God to do what you want Him to do, when you want Him to do it in the way you think He ought to do it, that doesn't necessarily mean that the reason for this is a lack of faith on your part. Never forget, God answers prayer in one of five ways. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says not right now. Sometimes he says I've got a better plan. And sometimes he says are you out of your ever-loving mind? Notice the third message that is often propagated by some of the saints. And that is, you must not be very spiritual if you don't see things my way. Oh, this is the one I could really get in trouble with. This is the one I'd really like to let the hammer down. In Mark chapter 9, verse 38 through 40, John said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, we saw somebody using your name to cast out demons, but but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. What? He was casting out demons, but we stopped him because he's not in our group. Little has changed. I guess the thing that frustrates me the most in the church is this fake news that says you can't be very spiritual if you don't see things my way. It's like we're still in grade school taunting other grade school kids saying, our group's better than your group, our group's better than your group. Makes me want to gag. Because most of the fussing that goes on in the church world today has little to do with true kingdom work. It's all about the sound and the lights and the style. It's all about somebody's pet little doctrine or some programming in the church. Let me tell you how it goes in the church, and I've been around a while now, so I've seen it. I know. Here's how it goes in the church world when something is first introduced in the church, it's rejected, man. It's worldly, it's of the world, it's of the devil. Something is introduced new to the church. It's first rejected. And then it's tolerated. And then it's embraced. And then it's loved. And then it's sacred. And then the fight breaks out when the next new method is introduced and the old thing is removed that once was the new thing that was initially rejected. No, I can't repeat that. Amen. <laughs> Does anyone in this house still love me? Let me tell you what I've learned the past 44 years. There's some really great saints out there that don't dot their I's across their T's exactly like I do. We're not the only group. And some people that claim to be spirit filled leak. Because they don't seem to have any of the fruit of the Spirit in them, they boast about their gifts, but where's the fruit? In fact, we have a bunch of fruits with gifts. We might edit that. We might edit that out, Brian. And some who claim. Some who make no claim to be Spirit-filled actually are. Because they actually possess the fruit of the Spirit. Can I get some help on the platform this morning? Let me tell you this morning. Rejecting, listen to me, don't, don't miss this part while you're distracted by them moving around. Listen to me. Rejecting other saints and other Groups and other teachers who don't knock their I's or cross their T's exactly the way we do is arrogance. You know what Jesus said to John when he said, hey, they were casting out devils in your name, but we stopped them because they're not in our group. Jesus said, if they're not against us, they're for us. And just because somebody doesn't talk in tongues doesn't mean they're not a part of the kingdom. And there's a few in our group I wish they wouldn't talk in tongues. Because they make the rest of us look really bad. Come on. I warned you, I could get in the flesh here. But I'm still in the spirit, amen. <laughs> Our takeaway today is there has always been and there will always be fake news. Right. The takeaway for today is we must be careful not to believe fake news or to be guilty of promoting it. Father, I just pray that you'll take your, your wonderful word today, Lord, not, not my little sermon and certainly not the foolishness that I participate in a little today, but God, your word today, may your word, Father, sink deep in the heart of the people today. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us today? Would you speak to us today?